Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Come Out From Discouragement. I'm so glad that you decided to join us again this Monday evening or whenever you are listening. It is a privilege and my honor to be able to speak to you uh, using this platform on a podcast. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I hope you've had a great week and also that you've been able to listen to the previous episodes. Last week, um, our episode was I'm Okay, No More Drama. And so I hope that this week you have decided to take off the cloak of covering up who you are, removing the costume of trying to be anyone else, as well as the fact that I hope you have turned on your Wi-Fi, that you are ready to be guided by the Lord into a great adventure uh, through your worship, and then in worship, receiving instructions from the Father. My biggest prayer for you this week has been that you've had the faith to follow what you've heard and the directions that you've been given so that it will increase your influence in your uh, personal, professional, and even spiritual life. And really the influence is about being available through your obedience to allow God to have influence through you. Oftentimes, um, the faith to follow what you hear, uh, the refusal to do that is what keeps us stuck. I've been saying this week that um, you can't have progress until you start. Starting or beginning, I want to encourage you to have the faith to follow through and to move forward with that. God is really calling us out of our comfort zone. And I think that is the first step of coming out from discouragement is realizing that sometimes it's going to be, or or more often than not, it's going to be uncomfortable uh, to really walk into purpose uh, because you're going to have to get outside of yourself and lay aside your fears and your insecurities. And that is easy to do when you realize as we go into our next episode today, I'm titling this, I'm in, I'm in. And uh, we're going to be talking about the fact that God accepts you. So before we get into that, I just want to again, uh, thank you for joining us on Come Out From Discouragement. Formerly, hello, daughter of day. So glad that you are here. Want to invite you to get your book off of Amazon.com or thinkwriteaboutyou.com and just visit our website, subscribe and follow our blog. We're happy to have you um, in this community and would love to connect with you on social media. God accepts you. Acceptance is um, really important in the process of life. We want to be accepted because the opposite of feeling accepted is thinking that you've been rejected and rejection is going to come. We're not going to fit into every group. We're not called to every community. 
And what we have to realize is that's not necessarily being rejected. It's just not our call to fit in to that situation, that structure, that social setting. And so knowing where you're called is very important, but more crucial than that is knowing who accepts you. And when you know that you have God's acceptance and his endorsement over your life, um, you won't be as bruised when you find places that you don't see a lot of connectivity. And you won't feel uh, led to try to force yourself into that position. Um, As many have said, you will go where you're celebrated and not just where you are tolerated. And so when we look at God accepting us, Psalm 139 and 14 is a key scripture in that because it's realizing that we should be thankful for how God created us because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And a big part of our life's journey should not just, um, not only be its foremost, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, We need to get to know Christ, know the Lord, but also begin to understand how wonderful his works are in us and get to know them very well. I often say that in school, We matriculate through our elementary, middle, junior high, or high school. And most of those classes aren't focused on getting to know ourselves. We learn about the human body from, you know, anatomy. Uh, We get into that some in biology. But as far as understanding our personality, what makes us unique, our likes, our preferences, our multiple intelligence, our learning styles. We really don't get to learn about yourself. Uh, We really don't get to learn about ourselves as far as the intimacy of who I am personally. What makes me Michelle? What makes me different? What are my strengths as opposed to my non-strengths? And so, um, we have to take some time in our lives to get to understand how God wonderfully and fearfully made us and uh, the qualities and characteristics that are unique to us, where you function the best, um, what environments you thrive in. And a lot of that is sometimes learned by trial and error, but a part of mental wellness is also getting to know you and what surroundings allow you to function in your well-being. And so God has given us this most precious gift of creating us uniquely, knowing who we are and knowing uh, the intricacies that make up the beauty of who he has called us to be. We are connected. Remember, we talked about our perfection is to connection. And we have the privilege of being connected to the King of Kings, and that has privileges. And so we must also realize people who are connected to us are also blessed. And it's important to be prepared that there are going to be some people who will disconnect from you along your journey and your existence in life. But Uh, The Bible says to everything, there is a time and a season. 
And so we can't become discouraged when those disconnections happen. We have to trust God uh, when a door opens, when people come into our lives, and we have to trust him just as much when they leave. But there will be people who will realize your value and you will allow them into your intimate space. Some you will even go into covenant uh, lifelong relationships with. But it is that discernment to know the difference so that we do not become discouraged when relationships come to an end. But when we say today, I'm in, there is one relationship that is never ending, that is eternal, um, that will outlast this lifetime. And that is our relationship with God. And when we realize that he accepts us, it really accelerates us to be able to walk into our purpose. Again, we can't progress until we start. And so taking those beginning steps, knowing that God accepts you, he endorses you, and he has your back. Even when you can't find uh, supporters around you, knowing that God is your ultimate support will help you to keep moving forward. And so in Ephesians chapter one, the apostle Paul explains about our spiritual adoption. God accepts us so much that he adopted us as uh, Gentiles and calls us his own. And so verses one through three say, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. And so God has accepted you before the foundation of the world. So before he formed the world, he had already accepted you. And that acceptance means that you don't have to earn his approval because you've already been accepted. There is a great feeling when you receive an acceptance letter, whether you've been accepted into college or accepted into a program. Some have been accepted into different um, sororities or fraternities. But think about the last time you were accepted into something and how good it felt to know that you had met the qualifications, you had gone through the process, you had the references that you needed and you were accepted. Well, with God, we were accepted and we didn't have to have a reference or background check because God already knows everything about us and he still accepts us. He still approves us. And so knowing that God accepts you must really trump and override the acceptance of other people. But we often fall into discouragement because we lack 
acceptance, sometimes from those closest to us. There's a scripture in Psalm 27 and 10 that says, when my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will lift me up. The Lord will lift me. And sometimes even with those close um, maternal and paternal relationships, we experience a form of rejection. Or maybe um, your parents have made you to feel as though you would be more accepted if you performed like your brother or like your sister or uh, our siblings may hold uh, certain experiences against us. There may be favoritism that we've experienced in our household. And we know the reason that that um, I think can break your heart so much is because we know innately that our parents should love us unconditionally because they uh, played such a significant part of birthing us into the earth realm. But there are some situations where that's not the case. And God knew that because this was proclaimed in Psalm 27 and 10, um, that if and when our parents forsake us, the Lord is going to lift you. He's going to hold you close. The Bible warns us that we'll come into a time when mothers will turn against daughters and fathers against sons. You may have a brother or a sister who's turned against you, a, a friend who no longer speaks to you, who you had allowed really close into your bosom and shared secrets with. But I want you to just... um visualize that God, that the Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so he is a constant. When we realize that people can let us down, they can abandon us emotionally or physically, even those who are the closest to us by relationship. Once we realize that in their humanness and in their flesh, they may not stick with us in the way that we would desire. But our role is to stay prayerful and to stay in a position of forgiveness. And, you know, it's like when you know that one person has your back, um, it makes it easy when others do not. And we get more into that in the book, especially with the uh, parental relationships, um, because that can be very painful and there are many people who have gotten stuck because their mother or their father has let them down. And so in the book, we talk about that more in depth. But the reason that I mentioned those relationships is because if anyone has ever let you down, no matter how close they are to you, you can ask God to lift you like a father reaching down and picking up a child, picking up a baby. God wants to pick you up, bring you close to him. And he wants to love on you and uh, be the parent that you'll never find in the earth. Even the most loving mothers and fathers can't compare to the love of God. And you are his child. Uh, what really got me to thinking about just the power of our adoption is how the Bible says that we should be like children when we come to the Father. Children are very resilient. 
They're uh, usually very forgiving. They're very loving. And I had the opportunity to work in foster care uh, for several years. And that is where the scripture, uh, Psalm 2710, really stood out to me because I was working with children who had been forsaken by their closest relationships, by their parents. They had been neglected emotionally or physically abused. And I worked with them and watched them go through that transition of the rejection to walking into a new acceptance. Um, And our prayer was that that would happen with another family and that they would end up going through the foster care process but eventually um, be adopted. Now, sometimes foster care is just transitional because grace is in effect and the biological parents have the opportunity to make the changes that they need to make so that they can have their children reunify and come back to their home. However, sometimes the judge and the court system finds that the parents... Um, behavior or their actions would no longer be in the best interest of that child to try and thrive and grow in an environment with them. And so something happens where the parental rights are terminated. And that means that the parents no longer have access to that child. Um, Their all rights are gone. They no longer can make decisions. They no longer can have visitation. And once these parental rights are terminated, now this child um, will be placed on a roster, so to speak, to be adopted. I'm in. That's what we're talking about. And so through this process, um, the children, I've watched them realize that they're, if they're old enough or of age that their parents really are no longer their parents based on the court system. And I have had the blessing to see children emerge from that and go into new family structures and adapt to other people loving them and picking up the slack that their parents could not fulfill. The most beautiful part of the process is when you see these children become adopted and they are excited. Now they've had to work through this process of transition, of forgiveness, of letting go. But when they realize that another family is choosing them and wants to be their forever parents, there is an excitement that's really hard to put into words. And I've seen it happen time and time again. And when the paperwork is signed and when their last name changes, they know who they are. They know who their parents are and they embrace their new family. And it's really touching to see where they know that they've been chosen. 
And you'll hear a lot of parents who have adopted children. They'll say, you know, my parents didn't birth me, but they chose me. And so there's something about being chosen and then being accepted into this new family structure. And these children, once their last name changes, they embrace that identity. You cannot tell them that they don't have the same privileges and rights and favor that the other children, even if they're the biological children in the home have. They know that once that paperwork has been signed, it's official. And I love that in uh, comparing it to when God chose us before the foundation of the world, we need to have that same childlike faith that no matter what we've been through, who's abandoned us or rejected us, that our father is a king and that he now has the rights to our lives once we submit and call him father. So once we submit and call him father, he holds the rights to our life. And really, to me, that means that we don't have the right to make decisions about our life without his input. Um, Once these children are adopted, they no longer go back to their former parents and ask permission. Their adopted parents make all of the decisions. And so when you are adopted by your heavenly father into the family of God, you must also release your rights to the past. Your relationship with the past terminates with your past mistakes, with who you used to be, with the behaviors or the activities that you used to participate in that may not have been edifying to yourself or pleasing to the father. Uh, Now you have signed over your life to be a child of God who completely accepts you. He has adopted you. He calls you his own. And now we cry, Abba, Father, where we were once distanced from him through our sin. Once he sent Jesus, he paid the price for that sin that reconciled us back to God to be one with him. And now we come to him through the righteousness of Christ. And so um, you are free now from the past to move into this acceptance, knowing that you have the right, knowing that you have the right. And regardless of who rejects you, mistreats you, has caused difficulty or pain, God can lift you to a new place of peace and understanding. And I'm, I'm really hoping that if you've had, you know, parental difficulty, especially that you will read the book. Um, if your parents have gone through a divorce, if you've been separated from family based on disagreement, I think it will really help you and it will really bless you. I used to love to see the children who were adopted take on their new life with such fervor. You could tell it was a new beginning and they had the trust in their new parents and in their new family. And they received their new last name and they wore that with pride. And they realized that their past um, wasn't 
a prerequisite. It, it did not have to be perfect for them to engage in this new life. And so they knew that they're past. And, and I just want you to think for a moment, some of these children, I mean, were, were, you know, sexually abused. They could have carried a lot of shame, but they had to work through even in therapy to realize that they were not responsible for the abuse that happened to them. And so we would work with them to put their past in the proper place And that's my prayer for you, that you will put past relationships that were unhealthy, that did not honor you, that you will put them in the proper place, that you will still be able to love and pray for those who have hurt you. Loving those who have hurt you does not mean that there are not boundaries, Um, doesn't mean that you go back into relationship. But ultimately, when it comes to parental situations, the Bible does say to honor our mother and our father. And so we have to find a way to honor them, even if for some reason we are out of connection with them. And and honoring could mean praying for them. That's really a topic that would be an episode all by itself. But sometimes failed relationships or when people don't meet the expectation that we have, it puts us in a place of discouragement. And it's hard to move forward because we're expecting those who should love us the best to um, have a certain value and commitment to us. And we can go into and move into a disillusionment about ourselves and our worth when that does not happen. But in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, when we're looking about this acceptance and this adoption that we have participated in when we accept Christ as our Savior, the scripture says, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things are passed away and behold, new things have come. When you value that you've been Uh, accepted by God and you realize that he is full of forgiveness and that he doesn't remember your past. He doesn't judge you by your faults. Then you will realize that there's also healing for those who have offended you and you will come into a place of grace where you can pray for those who have hurt you. And so you are accepted. I just want you to declare that to yourself. I'm in, I'm in, and you're in where it matters. You are perfectly fit with Christ. And when you realize that your acceptance with Christ is the, is the pinnacle, then it makes it easier when you have experiences where you are not accepted, where there may be uh, relationships that you have to let go. Um, Don't become discouraged. Remember that um, God accepts you just as you are. And I have uh, written that a daughter of day understands that how much she weighs how long or short her hair is. 
She is a beautiful creation that God is committed to loving. God loves you. He accepts you. You're in with him. You're in where it matters. And when you realize that you are in with him, there's a fragrance that you release. Self-acceptance is like a perfume. And others, when they realize that you accept yourself, they begin to value you more. Because when you know God accepts you, the one who created you, he thought about you before your parents even had an idea that you would exist. When they were children, God knew that you would be their child and he had already accepted you. And when you realize that, you understand that you exude the beauty of your creator. And I like to just um, compare that to a perfume, a fragrance, a sense that people have that you know who you are in Christ. And we don't always understand how beautiful that is, how when we talk about having influence, that is an influence that people will say, I want to have the confidence that you have. It's not an arrogance, but they'll begin to see that you have a confidence in who you are in Christ. We say that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And so knowing that you are accepted in the beloved, you are accepted by him. He has put his name on you. When people wear jerseys that have their last name on the on the back, when you think that God endorses you and he puts his name on your back and he claims you as his own, when other people turn away from you, when they don't understand the value and the uniqueness of who you are. God says, I do. And I created you that way for a reason. So I want you to turn your Wi-Fi on and worship me. Lift me up higher than those who have rejected you. Worship who I am and listen. It goes back to that Wi-Fi. Listen to my instructions because I'm going to show you your tribe. I'm going to show you where you belong in every season of life, because where you belong in certain seasons will change. Your last season won't look like your current season. And you'll be able to look back and understand why people were in your life for a certain time and the influence that they had on you uh, for that moment, how you grew from knowing them. Even pain will cause us to grow. And so this is not about disowning anyone or detaching from your family, but it's about understanding the frailty that we all have in our flesh. And if we don't have proper discernment, we may not realize the treasures that God has given us, um, even in our children. Uh, best friends may walk away because of an argument or a disagreement, not realizing the value that you had in one another because there was a lack of communication or understanding. And we, we can do our best to patch things up and to reunify, restore, but there will be times when that may not be an option and we can't become discouraged or stuck. We have to trust God 
that if there couldn't be a mending, that we can focus on um, what mattered in that relationship, what helped us, what strengthened us, and we can reflect on it with positivity, knowing that there's more ahead. Every um, end of a relationship doesn't have to carry uh, hate or unforgiveness along with it. We can still find value in people that we are disconnected from because we connected with them for a reason. So we saw good in them. And uh, reflecting on that will help us to not get stuck in the negative and in the negative cycle. When you accept yourself, you are able to better accept the shortcomings of others because self-acceptance also means that you have accepted the good and the bad, the rough spots and the places where you still need to grow because nobody knows you and your experiences better than you. And so when you say, I accept myself, you are accepting the, the ugly parts as well as the beautiful parts. But God, because Romans 8 and 28 says that he works all things out for good, he still sees beauty in the end. Uh, he still takes that soup that has uh, that goulash that has everything mixed in it, and he still calls it delicious because he knows how each part of our lives can work to make our lives better. And so these children that I worked with that went through dark, painful rejection, um, when they were adopted, they realized that they were free from their past, that they never had to go back literally into that pain. And the Bible says that he whom the son sets free is free indeed. I want to encourage you to walk in that indeed. Without a doubt, I'm free. I'm in. I'm in. I belong to Christ. He completely accepts me. He chose me before the foundation of the world. He knew the mistakes that I would make before I made them. And he still loves me. He's still willing to lift me up. There are some people you make them mad, you offend them, you call them for encouragement, they're done. They have nothing positive to say because either they're hurt or they're angry. But God, even when we don't worship how we should or we don't spend the time that we should, it doesn't mean that we don't want to be pulled in to do what we should do and that we don't want to have our Wi-Fi on. But my point is that when we miss the mark, he will still lift us. He's just, um, God is the epitome of unconditional love. We love people with conditions. And so the children that I worked with, they had to see their value past the neglect of others to do so. And a lot of them that I worked with personally, they some had to go through intense therapy, um, maybe even had to take medication, but praise God that he has put therapists and psychiatrists in the earth that can help us to overcome. And so that's why I value being a coach 
because sometimes we all need a voice of encouragement. We all need someone to guide us. But the resilience of these children, no matter what um, assistance they needed along the way, I watched them uh, begin to understand that what they went through was at no fault of their own. I don't know. I I just haven't been able to let that go in this moment with you. And so I hope that this is blessing someone who needs to know that um, there is life after painful experience. There are other people waiting to embrace you and to bring you into the fold of their group or their experience, sometimes even uh, being rejected through an interview process at a job can be difficult. Not being accepted into someone's company and uh, not getting the position can put us in a place of discouragement. But God wants you to remember to declare in those situations, I'm in. I'm in with the one who matters. I'm in with the one who knows my past, my present, and my future. You are not an orphan. Even if your parents have gone on to be with the Lord, they're still your parents. And God is your parent. You're not an orphan. You have been adopted. And so adoption is a beautiful thing in the earth and in the spirit, in the natural. When you see children getting adopted. It's beautiful. I follow that here in Dallas. They have a segment called Wednesday's Child on the News and you'll see. Uh, and it's it's really exciting when a teenager is adopted and they'll, they interview them and they say, you know, I'm looking for my forever family. I'm looking for parents and a family who will love me. And that is why even in your own family structure, if it's broken down in some way, Finding a community of believers um, at church, uh, life groups, home gatherings, where you can feel that connection because everyone knows that they've been adopted uh, by the Lord, which brings you into this new family. Uh, Because of sin, our family structures, our relationships, They're going to have faults. They're not going to be perfect. But love uh, is perfect. Perfect love is what we have in Christ. And it helps us to love others better, even if it has to be from afar. I just wanted to encourage you today that God accepts you. You're not rejected. If you've strayed away, from your relationship with the Lord. You can come back today. You can thank him that it's written in ink that you belong to him. You are his child. He wants to have a relationship with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will not let you down. We have to stay in constant communication with him because some things we won't understand because we look at it from our viewpoint that if certain things don't work out in the way that we had hoped that maybe God does not love us. But his love 
corrects us. And if we're on the wrong path, he will move us in ways that put us back on the path that we need to be on, even if it's painful, even if it's uncomfortable. Turn over your rights to him today. Give him the right to rule and reign in your life. Give him the right to speak to you by sitting quietly in his presence. Give him the right to love on you. Give him that space to enter in. So why don't you enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise and worship him and thank him for being a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless. Thank him that he loves you with an everlasting love. There is no experience like being loved by your heavenly father. It will fill in the gaps where you've been disappointed and let down. So I pray that this time together has been a blessing. I um, have in mind what we'll discuss. And then sometimes because I pray before the podcast that the Holy Spirit will step in and have his way. And I kind of feel like he did that um, during our time together And so whoever this is for that kind of took me off track a little bit, I'm glad that you were here. I'm glad that you are hearing this Um, self-acceptance. Once you realize that you are accepted in the beloved by the Lord, you can accept yourself and that releases a fragrance of confidence, a fragrance of forgiveness, a fragrance of even flexibility, where when someone lets you down, you're not so hard set that you have to receive so much from other people because you understand their imperfections, because you've accepted the imperfections in yourself. And so I am praying for you this week that you will realize that um, the past has no more rights what you used to do, who you used to be. I just thank God that you can say that the rights of the past have been terminated over you. Amen. And I'm just um, hopeful that you're enjoying the book in chapter. In this chapter, we talk more about the termination of rights and how self-acceptance yields a return And of course, there's a prayer at the end. Um, And so join us on this journey. If you're just joining us, if this is your first time listening, please go back and listen to the other episodes. Um, Connect with me uh, through Anchor. Of course, you can leave a message or you can email me at michellebrown1122 at gmail.com. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for another time to gather with the listener who is your child, who you accept. Thank you, Lord, that they can celebrate in the fact that you have accepted them from before the foundation of the world. God, that you fearfully and wonderfully made them, that you have adopted them as your own. Their name has changed, God. 
I thank you that you will never leave them nor forsake them. God, I thank you that they are a part of your forever family. Lord, I pray this week that they will begin to spend more time accepting themselves and the fullness of who they are, knowing that even the good and the bad experiences, you work all those together so that the best will be their portion. God, I pray for reconciliation, peace, and forgiveness in families. God, if there is... um, chaos with mothers and fathers, or if they're at a standoff with siblings, or they've lost friends, God, I pray that you lift them. God, as they worship you and seek your instruction, that they have the faith to follow what you tell them to do, that they will operate in obedience. So we pray for the family structures today, God. We pray for peace and unity, God. We thank you that we are a part of your family and the way that we love others is a reflection, God. We want to reflect your love in the earth. God, I ask you to bless them this week. God, that they will realize that they're in, they're accepted by you and that you would order their steps to the connections that you have for them, that they will continually come out from any discouragement that would try to keep them bound. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's been a blessing being with you today. I look forward to uh, talking with you again next week. Remember, the podcast is available each Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time.